On today's show, we're back. The Dallas Mavericks have now played six games. None of them have been normal. What have we learned so far? We're going to talk about the five things we like and don't like and see if any of them are the same. On today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be sh- And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The hold over holdout, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, first off, welcome back. It's good Thank to you. see you back. Took Thanks a for holding trip. it down. Uh, you missed a, a classic, great game in Denver. If you haven't got to watch it yet, you need to go watch it. Maps dominated <laughs> in that game. <laughs> but uh, good to have you back. But off the top, we we were recording this probably, what, 30, 45 minutes after Marcus Smart's uh, postgame comments after their game. Tirade. If you, if you are listening to this, you need to push pause for a second. Go read the comments that Marcus Smart said after the oh, game. I'll, I'll read them to you in just a little bit. Don't pause this. Just, just Don't wait. pause it. Just, just wait playing. a little bit, and I'll read them to you. Just keep playing, especially through the ads. Especially through the ads. But uh, is <laughs> speaking, it time? Of, speaking of which, no, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> is it time for, this pod is brought to you by Marcus Smart. <laughs> it, is it time for, for the Mavs to go get, to finally go get Dallas the, fla- native. the flower mound Dallas native Marcus Smart whenever he is eligible to be traded? Ooh, it's a good question. It is one that I actually will answer in our uh, in our talk today and in, in our, our conversation. We're doing Are we not talking right now? Five things that I like and don't like so far from the Maverick season. I picked five. Isaac picked five. We did not share these with each other before, so we'll see if any of them overlap. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Also, thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. Remember, Locked On Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Go to just search Locked On Mavs. We're everywhere. Search the Dallas Mavericks. Every once in a while, one of our videos pops up. Shout out to optimization. All right. So five things that we like and don't like. I'm going to start with my first one here. Christoph Porzingis out for the third straight game against the, the Kings over the weekend. You like and, this. And his question, no, it's like or don't like. <laughs> so it could be either one. You have to you have to decide whether we like it or not. Some of them will be obvious. Christoph Porzingis out for his third straight game. He is questionable for the game today. If you're listening and watching this on Tuesday against the Miami Heat, I've it's 50-50 if he's going to play for me. I just like no read on this whole situation. He's been out now for a full week and so maybe they just said hey, he's just going to be out for a full week and then we'll we'll try it and see it back. We saw him, we saw footage of him practicing. I saw Kevin Gray tweet that out. But he's been out for a week now and the conspiracy theories have been flying all over the place about Chris Don't do what Josh Lloyd did to me. They've just they just been going go listen to Isaac on Locked on NBA. Uh, on Monday. But the conspiracy theories have been going all over the place. They're trying to find a trade for him. They're holding him out. Chris Porzingis doesn't want to get actually injured before the Mavericks can actually trade him. Like, all that kind of stuff. The other thing that doesn't help the conspiracy theory crowd is that Goran Dragic has now sat his fourth straight game with just a DNP CD. So, are, are trade talks revving up again and we just haven't heard about it? 
Uh, and so that's that's something that that is is real and it is is out there right now. Mark Stein in his in his newsletter yesterday said, "quote I do think Dragic one way or another ends up in Dallas. It's simply going to take a take longer than a lot of people rooting for this want to wait." He just brought it up again after like uh, how long? How many times did we talk about this over the offseason that Dragic could be a maverick and all that kind of stuff? Now Stein brings it up. And Dragic is sitting out, and KP is sitting out. It's just there's there's a little smoke there for me, and it just it, I, it seems like something may happen. Yeah, well, I mean, I made the joke about Josh Lloyd. Josh Lloyd hosting Locked On NBA on, um, I guess Monday. Yeah, I think it was yeah, Monday. Yeah. Um, I told him beforehand. I was like, hey, you know, I'm like a halfway team employee. I can't really, you know, go. Don't throw at me too hard questions. And like four questions in, so is KP getting traded? Is he uh, what? <laughs> And uh, it was fun. No, uh, he's 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 literally the best when it comes to fantasy basketball. So you guys need yeah, to be listening is. to him uh, because that segment came out, and then people were tweeting and be like, "Oh my gosh, we have KP in fantasy. What do I?" And I was like, "That shows that you're the goat." But, <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I I mean, honestly, I I don't know what's going on with it. I don't. I mean, he in his question to me in Lockdown NBA, he was like. Jason Kidd basically said right after that the game that he left, he after the game, you know, Kidd said, "Oh, he's fine. He'll be fine." He's like, "How is somebody fine but they've missed a week in three games?" And I don't really have an answer to that. So uh, there's no there's no way to answer that. I think too, and I, I said this on that show. I said, you know, I think for Mavs fans, especially if you've been a fan over the past handful of years, like you remember the Dennis Smith Jr. situation because it's the same injury, same everything. It, that kind of gets glossed over. I feel like people kind of forgot about that when Dennis wanted out and he was oh just away from the team, lower back tightness. Now KP's not away from the team. KP's on the sidelines cheering on his teammates, like all this different stuff. And but at it's practice. like, yeah, he's at practice and all of that. But like you, you can't fault Mavs fans for at least trying to tie those strings together or the theories together. Be like, oh my gosh, lower back tightness. He's out again. They said he was fine, but he's still not playing. What's going on? And I'm just gonna leave it at that as far as like what we know is what we know right now, and we'll just see what happens. And I mean, obviously, if he misses another game against Miami, it will just heighten it even more. But we'll see. It's interesting. Uh, we thought for sure at the end of last season that KP was going to get traded. Tim McMahon reported that KP wanted to be traded, that he asked for a trade. And so if the front office, and I said this on Locked NBA, if Rick was back and the front office was back, KP, I, in my opinion, I did not think KP would have been back on the team. I don't. I don't think yeah. they run it all back. I just no. never thought that. I I didn't think that Rick and Donnie both would be gone going into the summer. I thought for sure, I'm like, okay, KP's going to be gone. And obviously, everything happened with Rick and Donnie, and then the the whole whole thing shifted. It's like, all right, well, let's bring KP back. We have a whole new regime, top to bottom. Let's try to do that, make this thing happen. And it's like, okay, so then, so yeah. To back up your point, there is like, at, at first we we did think that he was going to be traded, and until all the change happened, and so then we go into the off season. We Jason Kidd gets named the coach. The front office changes and all that kind of stuff, and they start the hype train, right? They start this hype train of Chris Porzingis and boosting his, boosting him up and saying we're going to use him as a basketball player. Talking about, I'll t- I'll take a drink for this. It feels like I shouldn't anymore, but first healthy off season in a long time. And 
we're like, okay, they either really believe in Porzingis or they're they're hyping him up for a trade, right? They're hyping him up for some kind of deal, some kind of move or something like that. That seemed like some like one of the two routes they could be taking with this. The reason why it was so specific that they were so high on KP, that they were so complimentary of him, that they were talking about him so much. They're either just trying to boost him up and trying to get him back to be the player that they believe can take this Mavericks team to another level when he's playing well, or they're trying to trade him. So if they're doing that, then you can understand why they would be very cautious anytime he feels anything of discomfort, right? Any kind of anything. They're like, all right, back tightness, we're going to keep you out. If it's if he actually is hurt and, and back tightness is real and all that, we're keeping you out for a week, minimum, right? We're not messing with this. We're not We're not just going to throw you out there when you're when you're not 100% because then you can mess something else up tears his ACL no trade can happen then then it's then it's just done right there's no shot I think there's a middle ground of that too I think there's a middle ground that I actually think they're hedging their bets on both sides no I think there's a I think there's a middle ground of we're gonna hype this up we want it to work we're going to you know push that he is fully healthy and this new system and everything because I think still it's like on paper if they mesh chemistry wise and everything it should work i think that's the number one goal but also having the mindset of but if we do that it still helps his trade value too so it's like i don't think it's an either or of like they only hyped it just to build trade value or they only hyped it because they truly believe i think it's a we they hyped it because they do believe in it but also knowing like that's the that's the only route you can go is what they did (laughs) because there's no other way right no other smart way to do it so it's Marcus smart way to do it, but hey, yeah, they want to walk and chew gum at the same time. They want their their Christoph Porzingis production and then their cake where they can potentially trade him as well and 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 get out of this whole situation that that Nico Harrison in that front office didn't sign up for. Right, it was Donnie Nelson's you know trade and all that kind of stuff, and he's the one that made the deal. We liked it at the time. We thought it was a great risk, and now it was a great w- risk. No yeah. matter what happens, if right. they trade KP tomorrow. For cap space, it's still a great risk. Like you yeah. still didn't give up. Like, yeah, we'll we'll hash that out whenever the chapter, yeah, if we'll that, that chapter closes. Uh, so yeah, KP being out. Talked about Mark Stein, the Dragic stuff, the Marcus Smart stuff. We'll get into coming up. What did Marcus Smart say after this most recent Celtics game? Why are people saying, "Oh, a trade for Marcus Smart"? Finally, we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. They have the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market right now. There's all kinds of stuff on Prize Picks that you can get, you can check out. This is how it works: you go to their website, you go ahead, you get started, you sign up for an account, you can go in and pick all these different uh, props. And you can pick over under on any of these. So I'm going to go in there right now. I'm going to click NBA. Let's see. If you wanted to bet, or if you wanted to go ahead and pick Donovan Mitchell over under 26 and a half points in the game against Sacramento on Tuesday. Interesting. You could pick that. You can pick all kinds of stuff on here. You can pick Harrison Barnes, 16 and a half points over under against the Utah Jazz. Ooh, that, that's a little low. I, see, I may go over that one and I may go under De'Aaron Fox, 22 and a half. And then all of a sudden, if I put those together, then then now we got something going. I picked the under on that, the over on that. I bet 20 bucks I can win 40 bucks on that right there. Boom. That's how prize picks works. It's awesome. Go use it. Use the promo code NBA when you download the app in the app store. Uh, and you'll be able to uh, get a hundred dollar match. If you put a hundred dollars down, they'll match a hundred dollars. Promo code NBA prize picks is the app. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more things that we like and don't like so far this Mavs NBA season. 
Christoph Porzingis out for three straight games. The conspiracy, I like the conspiracy. I enjoy the speculation. Marcus Smart had some comments after the most recent Celtics game. He seems to be very unhappy in his situation in Boston right now, and it sounds quite familiar <laughs> for, from something we've heard before. Marcus Smart, according to uh, every report, every Celtics reporter tweeted out this full quote. I would just like to play basketball. Every team knows we're trying to go to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Every team is programmed and studied to stop Jason and Jalen. I think everybody's scouting report is to make those guys pass the ball. They don't want to pass the ball. That's something that they're going to learn. They're still learning. We're proud of the progress they're making, but they're going to have to make another step and find ways to not only create for themselves, but create for others on this team to open up the court for them. Later down in the game, when they're always when they're always going to take those tough shots or tough matchups when they do when they do get the one-on-one or they bring the trap it's something we've been asking for them to do they're learning we just got to continue to help those guys do that and so Marcus Smart frustrated that he's not getting the ball as as often as he'd like with Tatum and and Brown and their games are not driving dish they're not Luka they're not Harden they're not one of these guys that can do both things they are they're jump shooters they take tough jump shots and all that yeah, those are pretty strong comments. The other one that's that's making the rounds right now is is I can only do so much standing in the corner. <laughs> this is what Marcus Smart said, which sounded in- incredibly familiar to what KB has been kind of saying over this offseason. Uh well, not over the only well, kind of, but more of like after that playoff series and um those are strong comments. <laughs> that is the offseason. <laughs> okay. When, when they were done, that was the offseason. Um, <laughs> they weren't playing anymore. Okay, continue. Marcus Smart's 27 years old, just signed a you know four year extension uh, back in August. Uh, we think uh, that there is a window that he could be traded before the trade deadline. Yeah, so when you sign a new extension, you can't get traded for six months, and so then now he's like, okay, so the, he, he signed it in August, which is late in the off season, but that's because the, the free agency and stuff, everything was late this year, and so now. We think, and we, I checked with John Corrales, our Locked on Celtics host, about this too. We think he can trade it somewhere in that late January, early February between the trade deadline and, and that window. We think there is a window where he can be traded, but he can't get traded right now. That's that's the whole point of, of saying all yeah. that. It's that Mavs can't go out and just trade for him right now if they wanted to. They'd have to wait until that window opens. Yeah, and I'm, you know, we're not going to spend the whole pot on Marcus Smart, but no. um, it's pretty simple for me. If you can go get Marcus Smart, you go get Marcus Smart. Uh, I think he'd fit next to Luca. Now, I don't know if you know he's wanting to run an offense right now, but uh, as far as his defense, as far as his like mentality and everything, I would love to have a vet like that on this team. And I don't know what it would cost. I don't know what his trade value is across the league, but uh, if you could get him, I would go get him. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I would. I would go get him. He's a role player that the Mavericks could need. He is the. The obvious next choice in the progression from, all right, let's get a defensive guard around Luka. Okay, we'll try with DeLon Wright first, and then we'll try with Josh Richardson. And now Marcus Smart is like the very next step forward in that. He would be um, like your guard, Sean Marion. Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah, and no I way. think that they would they would play him all over the place and have him guard all kinds of stuff. And can you imagine if they were able to keep Dorian and Reggie Bullock, and then all of a sudden it's a it's a Marcus Smart, Luka, Dorian, Bullock, and then whoever center you want to throw out there, KP or, or Willie or somebody, that's a pretty good defensive lineup that you can put if you needed some stops late in games. Uh, that's that's an incredible look that you can throw out there. So yeah, 100% in for, in for Marcus Smart. I think 
I'm not sure he adds the secondary creator that you want at the, at the level that you want. He but he thinks can, so. But he can. He can do it. I mean, he's he's averaged four assists for his career. In the last couple of years, it's been almost five assists per game. He's at 4.7 over the last six years, five years or so. And so he was. He's a, he is a point guard. He was a point guard in college at Oklahoma State. He can handle the ball. He can he can distribute. Not the greatest shooter, obviously, but he can do some stuff off the dribble. And I don't know about you, but one of my things later is about Frank Milikina, and I was like, "Ooh, Frank can dribble and do some stuff off the dribble." And I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm impressed right now with how Frank Milikina can handle the ball because the contrast between the rest of the Mavericks. Because right now, yeah. only Luca and JB can can dribble and handle the ball." And they need somebody else, and Smart could do that. Super, super impressive start to the season for Frank. I mean, we can go ahead and get into it now. You know, yeah. What, what well, was, let's put a bow on the the Marcus Smart stuff. We would, we would, we would definitely encourage a trade. It would have to wait until January, so the Mavericks can't do one until then. They could do something like, I think I, I put up it was KP and Reggie Bullock for Al Horford and Marcus Smart. That works out money wise. You'd have to wait for all that stuff to happen. Would you be into that? I would have the conversation. Al Horford's only two years. So you got this year and next year. And then I'm not even sure that second year for Al Horford is, is set. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to another thing. Things we like and don't like this season. Go ahead and uh, and get into that one about Frank. Yeah, I, I you know, briefly talked about it on yesterday's podcast with uh, with Doyle at Kobe Beef. Uh just the Frank and JB combo together off the bench. I think it's it's a cool combo. I think they complement each other really well. I had this too. <laughs> uh, you know, I mentioned some of their stats yesterday. I checked back in today with the Kings game in there. They've they've only played 35 minutes together, but in those 35 minutes, plus 27, 115 offensive rating, 88 defensive rating in that. I get it. It's only 35 minutes. But still, small sample size theater here. They're better than the water bugs. We need a nickname for Frank and JB. It needs to happen. I was racking my brain to think of one, and I couldn't think of one. Let us know in the comments on YouTube and at Twitter, at LockedOnMavs, you can think of one. But Brunson, as the scoring playmaking guy, Frank Nilakina plays the defense that can cover up the, the deficiencies of Jalen Brunson or when Brunson can't defend because he's putting all of his, his energy into offense. And Frank can do a little playmaking. And he shoot, he's one of the only Mavericks shooting well from three right now, which is a revelation for him. Which, yeah. if that keeps up, he's a rotation player. And he is definitely a player that can... Well, he's uh, a rotation player right now. He's a top Well, he's eight. shooting well right now. If he, if he shoots yeah. like 10% from three or 20% from three, I'm not sure we're saying the same thing. Well, and man, like right now, he's a rotation player. Like he has sure. to be... In those, you know, when you're looking at the first four guys off the bench, it used to be a first three, and now it has to be a, a first four. It's it used to be JB Bullock and and Maxi. I think you have to put Frank with those, you know, four guys now off the bench or three guys. Because at the beginning of the season, we were seeing Brunson and Sterling Brown as the backcourt, and Sterling Brown, I don't, I'm not sure is a, is a shooting guard, and so, but but Frank is is absolutely, and I think that that duo works together, that duo fits together, and so far it's been really effective together. So. That yeah. duo has been a great duo. We also just have to mention a thing that I like is the Brunson Maxi bench duo. That yeah. bench duo has been absolutely incredible and actually been been really good for a, a decent amount of time. It's not that small of a sample size at this point. Uh, of the Mavs, most used two man lineups so far. There's like five above Brunson and Maxi, and they're all like negative ten, negative twenty in the net rating, which is net rating is points scored per 100 possessions. You know. And then you subtract the points allowed per 100 possessions. So it's basically the Mavericks are 
8.8 points per 100 possessions better with Brunson and Maxi on the floor uh, than they are with any other lineups right now. And that's in 74 minutes. The only three Mavericks that are shooting above 40% from three in two plus attempts per game are Brunson, Maxi, and Frank Nilakina. It's the, those three bench players. And so that duo of Brunson and Maxi, and then you add Frank in there, has been a really great bench duo for the Mavericks. And the, the Mavericks bench uh, has been keeping them in games and obviously won that, you know, the game the other night against San Antonio and has been great for the Mavs. Yeah. And Frank can, sh- Frank has shown he can operate, you know, with the ball at the same time too. So it's what kid said after the Kings game, he's shown that he could play on and off the ball and with Luca and JB. So I'm happy for Frank. And if they, if Frank is like legit, a solid role player, all gear for that price, that's, that's a steal of a deal. Huge. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. That's a great flyer. It's another it feels like another one of these undrafted guys that they picked. Frank obviously yeah. was top 10 draft pick, but it feels like they took a chance on another one of these guys. And if it works out, then that's a great find for the Mavs. All right, coming up, let's get into some more things we like and don't like. We've talked about some things we like, maybe some things that we don't like. The reasons why the Mavericks have been struggling, their offense has been so bad. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Shopify. You go to the you go and buy something and you just hear that that cha-ching of a register. You hear the, the, the accepting ding of the you know your credit card being accepted. Ah, it's just a great feeling. You get there. It's a sound of another sale, and that is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage your business. It's a subscription-based software that allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. You got something? You want to sell it? Shopify. Shopify store owners can sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point of sale app and accompanying hardware. You can use it out. You can go to, you know, festivals. You can go things like that using Shopify. It gives entrepreneurs the resources once deserved, runs reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's all lowercase. It's very important. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash all lowercase LockedOnNBA. Also, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet, to wager, to gamble, to put money on sports. You can put it down right now. If you're looking forward in time, you're looking at that Thursday night football game, Jets, Colts, the Jets come off a massive win against the Cincinnati Bengals where Mike White could do no wrong. Colts, 10 and a half point favorite at home against those Jets. That's a big line right there if you're an NFL fan. Uh, you're looking at that line going, ooh, can the Jets cover that? I don't know. They're they're on the road. Are the Colts that good? I don't know. I don't think so. I'll uh, take Dallas, the Colts in that. Colts in that. Dallas Cowboys, nine-point favorite at home against the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos just traded Von Miller. C- give me that. Give me that line. I'm taking those. I'm taking the points. I'm taking nine points for the Cowboys. And uh, hopefully Dak is back and they have it all figured out. But if you want to put down money like that, if you want to go through these and decide, hey, I'm going to put down some put put down a little bit, and you want to deposit some money, use the promo code Lockdown. You get a 50% welcome bonus. You put down 100 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks to use for free. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, we're going through the things that we like and don't like. From the Dallas Mavericks this year. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. 
And make sure your second listen today is Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We've been talking about the GOAT, Josh Lloyd. He's doing incredible things. Honestly, millions of views and downloads right now. Millions like <laughs> happening right now, so don't miss out. All right, another thing. We talked about the bench unit. We've been talking about that. Another thing that I don't like, but also has sort of been a weird positive at the same time. It's like one of these oh. weird things. Luka Doncic has been struggling to start the season. Just just struggling in, in his own right. And the Mavericks are still four and two. It's another one of these things where like, okay, the Mavericks. No, have, no, no. Nick, you're not allowed to talk about records. The Mavericks have have won four games and Luca has been this bad. I think that it, I think that it can be a positive looking for the Mavs. Luca is shooting 24% from three on seven attempts per game. He's shooting 68% on f- just under five free throw attempts per game. Those free throw attempts are down because of the new rules. And all that. So he hasn't been taking as many free throws either. So both those numbers are bad. His assist to turnover ratio is way down too. It's 1.73. So that's the number of assists compared to the number of turnovers he has. The last couple of years, it's been over two, which is a really good number. And it's been under two uh, to start this year. The Mavericks are also negative 11.4 points per 100 possessions worse with him on the floor right now. How are the Mavericks four and two when they're bad when Luca is on the floor? It doesn't make any sense right now. Because they've ta- played sucky teams. They've played sucky teams. We've talked about the bench units. Isaac's just jo- he's messing with me, but I'm joking. Um, but the Mavericks have been bad when Luca's on the floor, which is wild. And so there's there is regression back to the mean where Luca can get back to the form that he was last year, and all of a sudden the Mavericks are running on all cylinders. All of a sudden, for sure, it's a positive. All when I'm joking because I sent out a tweet and. Different, you know, other fans, whatever. It's just like, oh, we can't be positive about this because we beat bad teams. Listen, I'm not trying to say the record is because of how good the Mavs are. Ooh, man, look, they're yeah, so right. good that they're four and two. All I'm trying to say is with everything considered that has happened over these first six games, Luca's bad start, KP, all of that, leadership council, 15 man game. Like morning, we can Isaac. talk about all these random things that's happened over the first six games in this, in a new coach transition to a new coach, trying out things, a lot of tinkering. If you're telling me all of this happens and you're still four and two sign me up. That's a positive. Okay. If we can just get all of this out of our system and, and we're four and two much better than doing all the tinkering and all this stuff happening. And we're oh and six right now saying what the crap, this is too much of a hole to climb ourselves out of. That's not the case they're in. So it is a positive that they're four and two, despite, I want to say despite, because not all of it's technically negative. It's more of despite all the tinkering and adjustments and just all the new stuff. 100%. 100%. So, I mean, it's a negative that Luca hasn't been playing bad. It's a positive the Mavericks have been winning despite him playing bad, him playing yeah. bad for his standards, right? It's, it's one of those things where it's both things. Yeah. Uh, and so he can get better, obviously. He can, he can get back to that point. Uh, a pause. A, 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 this transitions into my next, my next thing I like and don't like. Every Mavericks high volume shooter, not named Tim Hardaway Jr., is awful right now. Just absolutely terrible. Tim Hardaway Jr. is shooting thirty eight point six percent on seven point three three point attempts per game. That's good, really good. Um, it's about, it's just about excellent, but it's definitely above average. Luca twenty four percent. KP twenty four percent. Dorian Finney Smith. Uh, 19%. Reggie, 31%. That's below average. That's that's decent, but it's still way below average. Uh, Mavericks right now are taking the most catch-and-shoot threes in the NBA per game, 28.5. And they're shooting 33% on those catch-and-shoot threes, which is way below average. I think it's around like the 20th, 
like 18 to 20 uh, rank in the NBA as far as percentage. So the Mavericks are getting a lot of these shots. They've been yeah. they've been getting some good open shots and all that. I think they're fifth in the league in three point attempts per game. So the whole like notion of oh they're just they've stopped shooting threes as a team. That's not really yeah. Good. It's not they've stopped making them. <laughs> they've yeah. they've definitely stopped making these threes. So again. Another thing that's a negative but can be a positive later is the Mavericks are missing these threes. And guys like Reggie Bullock and Luca are missing these threes when they've been good three-point shooters. Dorian has been a good three-point shooter the last couple of years. And so when that starts to regress back to the mean, when all of a sudden the Mavericks start hitting their threes, then that's a huge thing. The other, the last stat I'll share in this category, Luca is second in the NBA in potential assists per game. 17.8 per game. A potential assist is when Luca throws a pass to somebody, they take a shot. There's potential for that to become an assist. And so every time they miss an open shot or something, that counts as a potential assist and not a real one because they didn't make the shot. He's second in the NBA. He's averaging like seven and a half assists. So that's like 10, that's like 10 uh, assists per game that Luca is missing out because the Mavericks are missing shots, uh, which, is a, which is a ton. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. if it's, it's a lot if, it's, if there are more misses than... Uh, actual makes with those potential assists. So again, every Maverick shooter, as soon as that regresses back to the mean, I think the Mavericks are going to be in a good place offensively. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the small things I put in there, it goes along with this is they're 30th in the league in field goal percentage. <clears throat> so that's bad. That's last. That's, yeah. It's not good <laughs> when you're so. not making any shots at all. That's bad. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you're hoping that, I mean, a popular thing kids been saying is <clears throat> we're just not making our shots. So he's right. Yeah, I mean, you hope that they just start making shots and it's not always uh, 30th in the league of that. And um, you guys can go look up KP and Luca, you know, two man lineup stats. I, I don't want to throw them out there right now, but that was <laughs> that, just something. That's only three games. That's even smaller. Exactly. Things, things I do like, I just have a couple smaller ones and then like a fun one that's like kind of non court. Save so. the fun one for the end. I got one more negative. Oh, you got another negative? Yeah, I do. Oh, you're so negative. Um, my Sorry. two, my two positive ones: three and zero at home so far this season. That's good. They, they struggled at home last year, and then they're fourth in the league in turnovers per game at twelve point eight. They're so that the, they're they're low the low turnovers still, which is yeah, yeah. continues yeah, on from last season. Exactly. Yeah, they were top five last year, maybe even top three. And it's weird when you say like top in turnovers. When it know, actually yeah. means like lower. Low. Um, uh, one, my la- my last negative one. It has to be said. And if we're going to do a list of things that I like and don't like, uh, I have liked so far that kid seems to be tinkering with lineups. Now the playing 15 players and opening, you know, the home opener was a little, was a little odd, but he does seem to be open to changing things. He starts Maxi. He start. he tries to start Reggie Bullock. He, he starts Reggie Bullock to begin the game against the Kings and or against the Nuggets. And then he changes to starting Maxi in the second half. He is been, he has been open to changing things, but the one thing besides Luca that he has not wanted to change about this starting lineup has been Dwight Powell. And it's the one thing that has just not been working at all in this lineup. Rim protection, rebounding and shot selection for Dwight Powell. I, I do not feel like have been, very good this year and have been holding the Mavericks back because they just give up these points. Like the Mavericks will go on this run and then all of a sudden they'll give up. Like it feels like two points here, two points here, two points here. And it's just all over the place. They give up just these easy pass. They give up these easy shots because Dwight Powell is not a good rim protector. Opponents are shooting 68.3% at the rim, almost 70% at the rim when Dwight Powell is on the floor. That's bad. It was, it was 67% last year when, when Dwight was on the floor, uh, when Dwight is off the floor, Opponents shoot sixty three percent at the rim, so that's an automatic like five percentage points de- decrease they're shooting at the rim. 
which is average. It's not like they go from a you know bad defensive team to a great defensive team. They go from bad to like average at the rim when Dwight gets off the floor. Uh, when Willie Colley Stein is on the floor, the te- teams are shooting 83% at the rim. So it's not like just Ooh. replace him with Willie and all of a sudden it gets better. Um, but when both Dwight and Willie Colley Stein are off the floor, teams are shooting 54% at the rim. So it's like both of these guys are, are struggling right now. And Dwight especially has been struggling because Dwight plays more and plays against starters and all that. That number right there has just been, it's a constant. It's been something that we've seen his entire career with the Mavericks. We know this. We've we've said it so many times. He's not a starter in, in the NBA. He's not a starting center. The Mavericks all of a sudden always have a a, uh, a negative they, <laughs> on when they start Dwight Powell because you're just losing in so many other categories. Sure, he'll give you the, the rim rolling every once in a while, and that'll be a positive. But all the other areas you're, you're getting beat in. And they just can't sustain that against, obviously, teams like Denver. Jokic just destroyed him on that end. You play any teams with pretty good centers, and all of a sudden, you just, it hurts you really bad. Uh, and I hope this Maxi injury isn't too bad because oh. he's been their best big man by far. Yeah, I joked on yesterday's pod. I was like, is it bad of me that I'd be more worried about losing Maxi uh, for a long period of time than KP? And <laughs> Maxi has been more important so far. I know, I know. And, you know, I, I think uh, Bam going into tonight's game uh, at home is, you know, is questionable in that game. If he does play, that'll be a tough matchup for Dwight. Obviously, we need uh, Bam not to play in this game. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Dwight's been struggling to start the season. I don't have any more to add to it. You said it. He's putting, he's put, he, he honestly is put in a situation that is not beneficial to him, <laughs> right? Like he's put out there and, like, all right, go defend Jokic. Okay, well, that's just he's just not going to do well there. He's he's a shorter center. He's like 6'9", 6'10". He's got shorter arms. He's just not a he's not that he's not built to be a defender like that. And so he's like, "All right, we'll just take Jokic one-on-one." And it's just not it's not a beneficial thing for Dwight. It's not a beneficial team for, thing for the Mavericks. And it also is kind of hard to say, "All right, well then just put out Moses Brown instead of him." Well, Moses Brown comes in and he fouls real quick and it, that's just been struggle. Put out Willie Colley Stein. Okay, well Teams are shooting 83% at the rim when Willie Colley-Stein is out there. He's been struggling as well. So there's not really – the Mavericks have all these centers, and none of them are starting caliber centers. And so you're kind of just faced with like, all right, well, let's just make the the lesser of, of choices. But Dwight Powell's yeah. been a – it's been a negative so far. Yeah, he has. Yep. Can I say my fun one? Yeah, that's why I said save it for the end. Oh, uh, this is my phone was something I like, you know, they, uh, they debuted today. I want to give a kind of a halfway shout out, but also, uh, the new mixtape city jerseys. Ooh, I like them. I, you know, we got, we, we seen them at, we seen them at media Dallas day. Mavericks mixtape. <laughs> um, they look good. They look good in person. They look good on the players. I think, uh, anytime they can bring that, that green back, uh, with the old school stuff. I love it. And I, I want to specifically give a shout out. This is kind of uh, I'm going to be kind of a homer here because I work with some of these people in a freelance fashion. But I want to give a shout out to the the, the Mavs uh, digital content team. We can just obviously Bobby's a you know friend, friend of the pod, been on the pod. Mike, Mike does Carolla. Mike does incredible work uh, graphics wise, posters and everything. But I want, also want to give a shout out to Becca, J Lim, and Steph because. Some of the movie posters that they're putting out right now is incredible. The Halloween yeah, cool. one with you know the headless Luca, the Halloween you know the uh, the jack o' lantern is amazing. Steph is one of the best graphic designers I know, and she pulls out some of the craziest designs. And 
animation stuff and Luca waiting on Luca to put up a triple double so we can get a Steph graphic on that. Um, <laughs> J Lim, what Becca does with social, but what J Lim does with you know sounds of the baseline stuff. They just have an amazing team, and so far everything like they're putting out some really cool stuff. So I lumped that together with the city, you know, mixtape jerseys and stuff too. A lot of the uh, aesthetics with the Mavs right now. I'm a big fan of. They're revealing those jerseys on Saturday before the Celtics game at 5 p.m. Central Time in that that plaza outside of American Airlines Center. So if you're, you you want to go check them out and go see and go be with a bunch of Mavs fans, we may be there. Possibly, possibly. Nick might be there. I think I'm gonna be. <laughs> Isaac's not gonna be there. I, I actually, have I, to, I have to fly home this weekend, so I won't, I won't be there. But. There you go, guys. That's the things we like and don't like. We'll be back after the heat game. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Oh!